The world's common and most universally recognized currency is precious metals, gold and silver. When paper money fails, it is the accepted standard which gives the consumer the ability to purchase goods and services. The invisible kingdom of God also has a recognized currency by which the children of the kingdom purchase goods and services, and that currency is faith. Consider these verses. Hebrews 11.1 Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 1 Peter 1.7 That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. James chapter 2, verse 5, Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him? Romans 10, 10, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Satan's only foe in this earthly battle is faith our faith in Christ Jesus, which gives the body of Christ all power and dominion over the devil. Romans ten seventeen reads, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Satan must attack the word of God, because it is by faith in these words that the believer gains authority over his works, and it is by God's words that Satan finds his ultimate demise. This is God Said, Man Said, faith-building feature 579 that proves the full inerrancy of the majority text authorized King James Version of the Holy Bible. These messages certified that God is, and He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. These features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of the faithful and as ammunition in the battle for the souls of men. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Have you been born again? Have you yet to exercise your childlike faith and believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ, who died on Golgotha's hill for the salvation of your soul? You have the purchasing power. You can purchase a new, sinless, and purposeful life now and eternal life in the hereafter. Isaiah 55, verse 1. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, Come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Are you ready to buy without money? Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instruction and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Matthew chapter 24, verses 35 through 39. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. God said, Matthew chapter 24, 29 and 30, Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. 
God said, Revelations chapter 8, 10, and 11, And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers, and upon the fountains of waters. And the name of the star is called Wormwood, and the third part of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. God said, Isaiah 24, 1, Behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty and maketh it waste, and turneth it upside down, and scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. God said, Isaiah 24, 19 and 20, The earth is utterly broken down. The earth is clean dissolved. The earth is moved exceedingly. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard, and shall be removed like a cottage. And the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall, and not rise again. Man said, these doomsday prophets make me laugh. There is no end to this world and certainly no judgment day. This is the latest feature in the 21 Signs of Doomsday series. And be assured that doomsday is drawing near. At the end of this feature, you will find the series listed for your review. Now the record. Jesus said it would be like it was in the days of Noah when he returns for the church to meet him in the clouds, and then shortly thereafter when he returns for the great battle of Armageddon, where the world as we know it meets its doom. In the days of Noah, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, willingly oblivious to the prophecies of Noah of their impending doom. In the days of Noah, the word of God reports that the earth was filled with violence, and the imaginations of men were continually evil. Does that sound remotely familiar to today's earth? Jesus said it would be like the days of Noah when he returns, and geologists say a strong anomaly in regard to meteorites was happening during the year of the flood, which resulted in the total destruction of the earth as we know it. Dr. Andrew Snelling, in the January-March 2012 edition of Answers Magazine, under the heading of Did Meteors Trigger Noah's Flood, weighed in with the following. But what catastrophe might God have used to cause the Earth's crust, many miles thick, to crack? Some have suggested a meteorite or asteroid impact of unprecedented size and scope. Do we find any evidence? Geologists have discovered some gargantuous remnant craters and piles of debris left over from massive impacts that easily fit the bill. One example of an impact powerful enough to trigger the flood is the 56-mile-wide Ackerman Impact Crater in South Australia. It apparently resulted from a 2.5-mile-wide asteroid that slammed into the outback at almost 16 miles per second. The explosion would have been equivalent to the detonation of 50,000 to 100,000 hydrogen bombs at once. The impact blasted some of the pulverized pre-flood crystalline basement rock to sites 280 miles away, and the debris accumulated in a layer 16 inches thick within some of the earliest flood deposits. The impact ages of 110 craters, as estimated using the secular dating methods, were tabulated. Secular geologists thus believe that the large meteorites crashed into the Earth at a rate of 1 to 8 every 30 million years, but that the rate was much higher in recent times. However, those scientists who believe that the bulk of the fossil record was deposited during the flood reach a very different conclusion. 
According to the flood model, the first 71 of these 110 impacts would have occurred during the year of the flood, and the other 39 would have spread out over the 4,005 years since the flood. The rate during the flood was catastrophic, 71 in one year versus an average of only one impact every 115 years. Even most of those 39 post-flood impacts likely occurred in the first decades after the flood as the catastrophic processes that triggered the flood slowed to today's snail's pace. We cannot be certain whether God used an asteroid or swarms of asteroids to begin the flood event and the resulting breakup of the Earth's crust into plates. However, we do find evidence that asteroids were striking the Earth at catastrophic rates during the flood and that these asteroids were spread over the Earth's surface. Asteroids surely contributed greatly to the horrific and violent geologic events that took place during God's year of judgment of the Earth End of quote. Does secular science confirm Dr. Snelling's assessments? In a November 2007 issue of Discover, environmental archaeologist Bruce Massey had this to say. Massey's biggest idea is that some 5,000 years ago, a three-mile-wide ball of rock and ice swung around the sun and smashed into the ocean off the coast of Madagascar. The ensuing cataclysm sent a series of 600-foot-high tsunamis crashing against the world's coastlines and injected plumes of superheated water vapor and aerosol particulates into the atmosphere. Within hours, the infusion of heat and moisture blasted its way into jet streams and spawned super-hurricanes that pummeled the other side of the planet. For about a week, material ejected into the atmosphere plunged the world into darkness. All told, up to 80% of the world's population may have perished, making it the single most lethal event in history. End of quote. Mr. Massey's calculations fit in well to the global flood in the days of Noah, which took place 4,356 years ago. Jesus said that when he returns, it will be as the days of Noah. The scriptures clearly declare stars falling down in, from the sky in destructive proportions. Is science expecting just such an event to occur again? The following excerpts were written by former astronaut Edward Liu, who also chairs the B612 Foundation, which develops programs to detect and deflect asteroids. He writes in December 2011 Scientific American the following under the title of Stop the Killer Rocks. At first glance, asteroids may seem like a distant threat, but the hazard is well documented and the consequences could not be more severe. The history of life on Earth has been shaped by asteroid impacts. One million of them, wider than 40 meters in diameter, orbit the sun in our vicinity, but by some estimates. An asteroid of that size struck Earth over Siberia in 1908 and laid waste an area 150 times larger than the Hiroshima atomic bomb did. The odds of a repeat in this century are about 50%. On the larger end, asteroids greater than about one kilometer across would have global effects that threaten human civilization. The first step in prevention is prediction. We must find, track, and predict the future trajectory of those million near-Earth objects. Astronomers have already cataloged the orbits of most of the kilometer-scale objects 
uh, they think are out there, and none are known that will hit Earth in the next 100 years. Yet the great majority of smaller ones, those big enough to destroy a country or unleash a tsunami that devastates coastal cities, remain untracked. This unfinished business should be tackled next. All civilizations that inhabit planetary systems must eventually deal with the asteroid threat or they will go the way of the dinosaurs. We need to predict in advance when impacts are going to occur and, if necessary, shift the orbits of threatening asteroids. In effect, we must change the evolution of the solar system. End of quote. Interfacing the parlance of today with the Bible's words and terms is important in understanding the Word of God. For example, consider the word dinosaur. This word was coined by a scientist in the mid-1980s, and it means terrible lizard. The Bible's names for these creatures include dragon, leviathan, behemoth, and fiery flying serpents, etc. The bodies of the cosmos, on the other hand, are called the sun, moon, stars, planets, and the host of heaven. These terms would include all you see when you look up into the heavens. Could the scriptures actually be true? Are there doomsday stars headed our way? In the same issue of Discover quoted above, an article was published under the title, What to Do Before the Asteroid Strikes. The subtitle reads, The Doomsday Rock is out there. It is just a matter of time. The following excerpts are from that article. In 2004, as a massive tsunami rolled through the Indian Ocean, killing hundreds of thousands of people, a dozen or so scientists quietly confronted an impending disaster potentially even more lethal. They had inside intelligence that a chunk of rock and metal, roughly 1,300 feet wide, was hurtling toward a possible collision with the most populous swath of Earth, Europe, India, and Southeast Asia. Furiously crunching numbers on their computers, the research put the odds of impact in the year 2029 at exactly those of hitting the number in the, name of, in the game of roulette, 1 in 37. We usually deal with one chance in a million, recalls Stephen Chesley at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, California. This was absolutely extraordinary. I didn't expect to see anything like it in my career. By the end of the day, on December 27, 2004, to the relief of the observers, archival data turned up trajectory information that rendered the odds of a collision nil. Nonetheless, in 2029, the asteroid dubbed Apophis, derived from the Egyptian god Apep, the destroyer who dwells in eternal darkness, will zoom closer to the Earth than the world's communication satellites do. On April 13, 2036, it will return, this time with a 1 in 45,000 chance of hitting somewhere on a line stretching from the Pacific Ocean near California to Central America. Apophis could pack a punch comparable to a large nuclear weapon. Traveling at 28,000 miles per hour, it would heat up as it passed through Earth's atmosphere, turning the dark rock into a fiery sun as it arced across the sky. Then it would either explode just above ground, as one most likely did in 1908, leveling a vast forest in the Tunguska region of Siberia, or gouge a crater 20 times its size. If it hit London, there would be no London, says Apollo 9 astronaut Rusty Schweikart, who had closely followed the discussion of the potential 2029 impact. Slamming into the ocean, Apophis could create a tsunami 
dwarfing the one that killed more than 200,000 people around Indonesia, end of quote. Note, the name Apophis is derived from the Egyptian god Apep, the destroyer who dwells in eternal darkness. Now consider the effects of a falling star in Revelation 9, verses 1 through 11. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men who have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months, and their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle, and on their heads were as it were crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men. And they had the hair as the hair of a woman, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions. And they had breastplates, as it were breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. And they had tails like unto scorpions, and there were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. Apollyon means destroyer in Greek. Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, and the stars are preparing to fall. God said, Matthew 24, 35 through 39, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the son of man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. God said, Matthew 24, 29, and 30, Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. God said, Revelations 8, 10 and 11, and a third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. And the name of the star is called Wormwood, and the third part of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. God said, Isaiah 24, 1, behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty and maketh it waste and turneth it upside down, and scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. 
God said, Isaiah 24, 19 and 20, the earth is utterly broken down. The earth is clean, dissolved. The earth is moved exceedingly. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard and shall be removed like a cottage. And the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it and it shall fall and not rise again. Man said, these doomsday prophets make me laugh. There is no end to this world and certainly no judgment day. Now you have the record.